Warning. This podcast frequently contains potentially triggering, violent, and graphic content. Listener discretion is highly advised. Hello again, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Nightmare Society. A huge welcome to our newest official members of the Nightmare Society online campfire, Vamoose, Mamoose, and Nicole Q. Thank you both so much for the support. We appreciate it so, 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 so much. If you're interested in supporting the podcast, you can check out different options we have over on patreon.com slash nightmare society. You can join in on a bunch of different perks and all of the support over there helps us create more content for you. We also have merch available to purchase over on threadless.com and all of these links will be in the notes and description of the episode. You can also support us for free by sharing us on your social media and with your friends and family and like-minded individuals and by following us over on Instagram at Nightmare Society Radio. Also, another big huge thanks to our contributors, Boo Bear, Liz, also known as ESE Salem, Skylar G, and at Sumat who were all kind enough to share their stories with us tonight. So, get comfy, and prepare yourself for another episode of The Nightmare Society. friend who was super into photography and filmmaking, like me. Whenever we hung out, we would put our makeup on and dress up all cute and find somewhere nice to film a music video or a photo shoot. Before I tell the story, I would like to say we would never post or publish our work to the public or trespass where we weren't supposed to. If we were ever told we couldn't film, we were always respectful and turn off our camera and leave. After all, this was just for our personal entertainment and was meant for no offense or harm to others. It was a hot summer day, before dusk. My friend and I were driving around looking for a vacant area to shoot our latest music video. I live in a pretty small town, right outside the city, so we had lots of options of scenery between the countryside and the urban city look. My friend spotted an old abandoned church at some point while we were driving through a back road. I glanced over carefully to my right to see an old church, its tall roof peeking out from the treetops. The sun was shining through the leaves and down on the empty parking lot. It was perfect for the theme we had in mind for our recent music video. I agree with her instantly when she suggests that we film there and pull over to the parking lot. I choose a parking space pretty far from the church so we wouldn't have cars in the background when we filmed a scene. 
we tried to make our music videos look as professional as we could. My friend set up her tripod and put her camera in place, and we started to play the song off of one of our phones to mouth along to, where we would then edit the music later and replace the audio with the actual song. Again, this was for our own entertainment. Once we had enough of the parking lot, we then moved closer to the church, carrying our props and tripod with us. As I mentioned earlier, the parking lot was completely empty, so church obviously was not in service. My friend and I were 100% positive this church wasn't used anymore. The wood was chipped and worn down, and there was even graffiti on it all along the sides. We decided it would look cool to film a few shots by the graffiti. My friend bent down, getting ready to shoot her scene in the song. I started to play the music from my phone and stood behind the camera to film her. She was facing the parking lot and I had my back to it, where I was facing her and the back of the church, which behind was all wooded area. My friend bent down for a scene to smell a flower. She looked very pretty and natural when suddenly she looked up behind me. The peaceful gaze she had faded as her eyes went wide. She slightly jerked her head back and looked up at me, her eyes going even wider. I felt my heart skip a beat, instantly catching on to her reaction, knowing that something was wrong. She had given me this spooked look after she had looked over my shoulder. I looked over my shoulder to see a man standing right behind me. He must have been in his late 30s to early 40s. He was rugged looking, unshaven, and looked like he hadn't showered in a week or so. I'm taller than the average female, so he was around my height, which was 5 foot 8. He stared at us with dark, beady eyes behind thin, circular glasses. My friend and I stood there stupidly for several moments, in shock, and also not wanting to come out as rude and hoping he would have said something first. But he didn't. He just kept staring. It wasn't an annoyed or judgmental stare. It was more like an observational one but it was eerie enough to send chills down our spines. How long had this man been standing there and staring at us? A few minutes? The entire time we've been filming? We understood if this property was off limits, but we didn't see any signs, and if it were to be a problem, my friend and I were completely respectful and understanding when asked to leave or not to film. We weren't sure who this guy was. A member of the church, maybe? The thing was, he wouldn't say. It must have been a whole minute the three of us were having an awkward, creepy stare down. My friend was more shy and timid than I was, so I broke the silence by politely greeting him. Hello? Hello? The man continued to stare at me for a few moments before he answered. Hello? His voice was stoic. I waited a moment, expecting an explanation of who he was or him telling us we couldn't film or be there. But he didn't say anything. He just continued to stare. I clear my throat, feeling my heart pounding. 
red flags were going off in my head. My friend and I are pretty anxious people, but despite our anxiety later on, we definitely agreed that something about this man was off. We were just filming a video for fun. We're sorry if we disturbed anyone. We can leave. I explain, hoping I sounded calmer than I felt. I noticed my friend stepped closer behind me. She probably felt safer since she was around five feet. I knew she was as startled as I was, but was trying to keep herself together. That's okay. I don't mind. The man replied. He started to walk backwards, his gaze locked on the both of us. This has just gotten more creepy. Not knowing what to say, I asked stupidly, Is there, uh, a service? We didn't see any cars. Now I just want to get the heck out of there and away from this man. The man shook his head as he continued to walk backwards, up the stairs that led to the entrance of the porch, his gaze still fixed upon us. How he didn't fall, I have no idea, but it was freaking creepy. My friend and I expect him to go back inside and hopefully just forget about us, and do whatever it was he was doing in there before he came out and found us, but he didn't. He stood by the front door of the church, continuing to stare. My friend looked at me with panic in her eyes. As if reading her mind, I help her grab our props and her tripod before facing the strange man. We were just finishing up anyways, actually. Thank you. Have a good evening. The man stayed silent and continued to watch us as we made our way to my car. Kind of speed walking, but slow enough where it didn't look too obvious that we were anxious to leave. We could feel the man's eyes on us and we didn't have to turn around to know that he was still watching us. Once we reached my car, my friend and I practically threw our things into the back seat of my car before we got inside. I started up the car and backed out of the parking spot, hitting the gas as soon as I shifted into drive. My friend touched my shoulder as she said softly, He's still watching us. I glanced out my window feeling braver in the safety of my car. There the man was, now inside of the church, but he was still watching us through the windows, now with a menacing smirk on his face. The gloom lighting inside the church made it seem like he had no eyes. The rays of sun reflected his glasses and teeth. This view was brief but long enough to where I still see it today. My friend and I still have the footage of when she caught the man staring at us. Who exactly was this man, and what were his intentions? Maybe he was just socially awkward and my friend and I were being too paranoid. Either way, I'm just glad she spotted him behind me, if he were to have sinister intentions. My friend and I rarely mention it now, as this happened a few years ago. But when we do, all I can see is that man's awful grin and shiny glasses through the church windows as we drove away. 
we never went back to film at that church again. And we don't intend to. So, quiet, staring guy at the church, let's not meet again. This happened May 26th, 2020, the perfect year. I was dog-sitting for my grandma, and my sister was staying with me that night. It was misting rain outside as well. My sister and I ate tacos that night and watched a few movies. We then went to bed around 8 o'clock, and I went peacefully to sleep. All of a sudden, I wake up around 3 a.m., and I hear a knock on the door to the bedroom. It was my sister, and she asked if she could sleep with me in the bed. And the thing is that I was 14 and she was 16. I told her yes, and she laid down. She then told me she heard duct tape ripping noises near the window in the bedroom she was in. All of a sudden, I see a flashlight straight into the window. I stared panicking and told my sister and she started panicking too. We started talking and decided to call the neighbor, but the call would not go through. So we tried calling the cops, and this call also would not go through either. We called three different times, and on the last try, the call finally went through. The operator told us that an officer was coming. So we sat in the bathtub with a wooden bat. We then heard a knock on the front door. My sister held the bat, and it was the officer who was at the door. He explained that he walked around the property and saw nothing. Later on in the day, I finally told my mom and my grandma everything, and they were so happy that nothing ended up being there. I told the neighbor too, which she told me that it could have been the neighbors behind the house since they ride their dirt bikes at night. Once my grandma came home a few days later, she told me that the rain when it hits the shed, which has a metal roof, it tends to give that duct tape noise. But when she said that the light could have been the shed light, that didn't make sense though, because it comes on when the sun sets, and the shed light also comes at a diagonal through the window. My sister and I both thought there was someone, but that they ran into the woods once they heard the officer. I don't know if it was just the neighbors or what, but I know this, I regret not looking out the window. Good thing though is that it never happened again, and my grandma is moving soon, so that's also another plus. My family does also mess with us about it, but... I still do think of that night and how scared I was. So this happened just a couple of nights ago. I was watching a movie in my room for a couple of hours and I kept hearing noises. I chalked it up to be my cat. I decided it was probably time to go to bed, so that's what I did. 
At some point, I woke up. I'm usually a really heavy sleeper, so I don't know what it was that woke me up. I squinted a few times when I saw this man in my doorway. He was perfectly still, except for his arm, which was pointing at me. He was moving it up and down, still pointing at me. He appeared to be over seven feet tall, I would guess. He was wearing a trench coat. He gave off this really bad energy, and he was so dark, and I mean so dark, I was freaked the hell out. He walked towards me and whispered something in my ear. He said, and I quote, You're lucky. You're and that's all he said. He backed up and kept pointing his finger, but not at me anymore. He was now pointing to my closet. The closet door opened slowly. I have a lock on the closet that doesn't unlock from the inside. It only locks and unlocks from the outside. And out came a woman, dressed the same way. She was also very dark. I could not make out any features. At this point, I'm crapping myself, thinking that there are dark energies in my room. Once she was all the way out, they both pointed their fingers at me, and then disappeared. I have no idea what to think about this. I know it wasn't sleep paralysis because I was able to move. I didn't mess with any spiritual stuff. And what did he mean when he said, you're lucky? Like, what was that? If anyone has any similar stories or can explain what this is, I would really love any kind of input. in 8th grade when my oldest brother's first kid was born. The year was 1990, when VHS and camcorders were still a thing. Being that it was my mom's first grandchild, naturally she wanted to record the baby being born. Around this time my mom was a homemaker, but to help make ends meet she babysat a couple of little boys at our house named Keith and Chris. My nephew's birth was pretty textbook, and he came out healthy and happy. A week or so after he was born, I came home from school, and as soon as I walked in, my mom goes, You're never gonna believe what we found. You have to watch the birth video. So, on the video, in the delivery room, were my brother, sister-in-law, her mother, my mother, the doctor, and a nurse. My mom was operating the video camera, and she was in the corner off to the side, so the video wasn't graphic. No one was behind or around her. Before I had gotten home that day, my brother came over with the birth tape and was going to watch it for the first time with my mom. The little boys my mom babysat crowded around the TV as well, and they started the video. At almost 7 minutes and 42 seconds in, 
The doctor asks my sister-in-law if she needs more pain medication, to which she replies, yes. Right after that, one of the kids excitedly asked my brother, Who was that? Who? My brother asked. The guy that just talked. The little boy replied, What guy? I didn't hear anything. My brother hit rewind to play it back and got the shock of his life. Just listen, my brother told me as I walked into the living room. I sat down to witness what everyone was so excited about. The tape started. Listen closely at 7.42, he told me shakily. So I listened. At first, I only heard the doctor quietly giving instructions, medical machines beeping, etc. Then suddenly, the nastiest, creepiest, make-your-skin-crawl voice uttered in a demonic voice. You don't need it. It feels so good. As soon as I heard it, every hair on my body stood up and goosebumps sprung up all over my arms and legs. Words cannot adequately describe the voice or how it made me feel. I felt disgusted and my stomach turned sour. The voice was just evil, plain and simple. Let me hear that again, I said. He played it back and I experienced the same sickening reaction. It was as if the voice was right in front of the microphone on the camcorder. Over the next few months, we would show the video to various friends and family members. Some offered explanations, like maybe the nurse or the doctor said it. First of all, what medical professional would say something like that? Second, the voice is nothing of this world. There is simply no explanation for it. My nephew is grown now, and to this day, whenever I recall this story for anybody, I still get goosebumps. I firmly believe we caught an actual demon on tape. Supernatural beings exist, and no one will ever convince me otherwise. Don't forget to follow us over on Instagram at Nightmare Society Radio and check out ways you can support the podcast on patreon.com slash nightmare society if you're interested in doing so. Thank you so much for listening, and until next time. Sweet.